0: Chapter 24, from the point of view of Brendan Espinosa. Kimberly's gone. I don't mean she's dead or anything drastic like that. She hasn't even moved away. Just gone from my life. That time in the music room when she cared enough to help me out of the tuba when I was too slick with fire extinguisher foam to get any traction, I really believed that I was starting to make some progress with her. But it turns out that was wishful thinking. In the end, she was just hanging around to be close to Chase. Now that he's kicked out, she's stopped coming to meetings. From an artistic standpoint, that's probably a good thing. Now she's back supporting the football team, since Chase is on it again. She even watches practice. Sitting in the stands, her homework binder propped open on her lap. It makes me sad, because that's the same thing she did at video club. These days, the closest I ever got to her is when we happened to pass in the hall. And she looks like she's trying to remember where she knows me from. You'd think all that would make me really jealous of all of that would make me really jealous of Chase, and it sort of does. But the truth is, I probably miss Chase even more than I miss Kimberly. Video Club is useless without him. We might might as well change the name to Club, because the creativity level in that room is basically zero. The others notice it too. It's pretty obvious when Mr. Leo asks who's got footage on the screen and nobody has squat. Even though our club is grinding to a halt. I have no sympathy for those guys. I can't get any of them to even consider the possibility that Chase might be innocent. Or maybe they're right, and I'm the moron. Chase didn't hesitate to lie about what happened in the music room and blame everything on our electrical cables. Whatever he did or didn't do to Joel and one-man band, he was just as bad as the Neanderthal pals in that way. But he was our friend. I refuse to believe he was faking that. He was a good club member. Maybe the best. He worked shoulder-to-shoulder with Shoshana on Warrior which is the greatest thing we ever produced. She should have at least taken the time to listen to that to his side of the story. If there is such a thing. Anyway, she didn't. And neither did Hugo or Mauricia, or Barton, or even me. We were fine to benefit from his talent when he was with us. But we never really believed that he wasn't the Chase Ambrose we used to know. And the first time something went wrong, we dropped him like a hot potato. The whole thing depresses me to the point where I almost want to quit video club. But I'm the president. If I leave, it'll fall apart for sure. No, it's up to me to jumpstart my fellow vidiots. <laughs> Even though they don't deserve it, I'm going to make a video. Any video. Just to get our creative juices flowing again. Unfortunately, I have zero ideas. That's how blocked this chase business has made made everybody. So I take a walk up the street, just for a change of scenery. And I see it. There's a big, fat slug that's been climbing the stucco side of our house for the past day and a half. He's not making a heck of a lot of progress. He's only a third of the way up after all that time, which means he's averaging, by my calculations, like 15 feet per week. But you have to admit, the little guy's got spirit. He's absolutely determined to get where he's going, which is the roof, I guess. I don't know what's up there for him. That's his problem, not mine. I decide to film his journey, inch by inch, up the side, defying gravity. I'll call it Slugfest, or maybe something lofty and inspirational like The Ascent. Then, in editing, I can add in commentary, like he's pushing for the summit of Everest, or maybe play-by-play from the Indy 500. That could be kind of funny, sportscasters raving about speed and acceleration and afterburners while he's millimetering along. Okay, it's no Leaf Man, but hopefully it'll get the video club going again. I take the flip cam out of my backpack. I always bring one home. In case inspiration strikes, and mounts it on my tripod. That way, I can shoot hours of video without having to cool my heels watching nothing happening. Outside, I arrange the whole setup on our on our side walkway, with the camera pointing up so that Sluggo is dead center in the frame. It's not as if he's going to zoom out of the picture anytime soon. Not unless someone straps a tiny booster rocket to his butt or whatever slugs have back there. I press the record button and nothing happens. No pulsing green light to indicate filming. Weird. We recharge the camera batteries every day. I try again. Still nothing. That's when I notice the message flashing on the viewfinder. Memory full. That's impossible. Video club rules say you have to download your footage onto a computer or memory stick so that we can wipe the camera for the next user. Mr. Leo is a real tyrant about it. How did this one get missed? And if the memory card's full, what's on it? I press the play button. The first thing I hear out of the flip cam's tiny speaker is a high-octane full orchestra rendition of For He's a Jolly Good Fellow. And then I see myself in a dark suit and bow tie and band risers in front of a green screen. I'm in a chair with a clarinet in my hands pretending to play along with the fast-paced music. As I watch, transfixed, clarinet Brendan disappears to be replaced in a jump cut by another version of myself sitting in the same chair a few feet away. This time I've got a violin, and I'm fiddling like mad and Furious Time with the song. That goes on for a little while, and then, just as suddenly, I'm seated at a drum set on the highest riser, my arms just a blur. It hits me. This is one-man band. I must have started the camera, and in all the excitement, I never switched it off. Come to think of it, I never turned in the camera that afternoon. Kimberly did it for me while I was in the bathroom trying to clean up my suit, which was hemorrhaging shoe polish all over the school. And Kimberly being Kimberly, she didn't know the rule about wiping the memory. She just put the camera back on the shelf. Amazing! I thought one-man band was gone forever. And here it is on this flip cam, ready to be cut into my greatest video ever. Obviously, I won't be able to use the tuba part, because that's when we got attacked and the whole shoot got busted up. After all, my band can't feature a tuba player who gets slimed with foam and trapped in his own instrument. But the rest of the day, it, it... Rest of it, breathlessly, I fast forward. It's all okay. Better than okay. This could be my first YouTube video to hit big time. I scan right to the end, and it's all there. Aaron and Bear raiding the chute. Kimberly running out to get Chase. And finally, the tug of war between him and Bear and the fire extinguisher. Even over the loud music, you can actually hear the whack when the heavy metal casing smashes Joel in the eye. I wince a little at it. No wonder half the poor guy's face is black and blue. That had to hurt. I'll bet it still does. Also, and this is important, no smoke, no fire, no reason to fill the room with foam. Not that I ever took that story seriously. Still, it's nice to see hard evidence. Evidence? I'm so wrapped up in reliving it that it takes a few seconds to realize that I'm looking at something monumentally important. All that craziness in the music room happened so fast that it was impossible to process it. But here's a visual record that I can watch over and over again to catch every detail. So I back up the clip to the moment Chase bursts onto the scene and run it in super slow-mo. He looks shocked. If he planned this, he has to be the greatest actor in the world. When Bear hands him the fire extinguisher, he takes it, but he just stands there holding it, as if he has no idea what it is or why he has it. He never fires it or even holds it upright. It's like he's in a daze, until Bear tries to grab the thing back. Then Chase wakes up and the struggle is on to keep it away from Bear. And when he pulls it free, and it swings back and hits Joel, pure accident. Maybe afterward, he helped Aaron and Bear cover up what they did. But this video proves that Chase was trying to stop the attack, not to join in. I'm practically bursting out of my skin with excitement. I want to run in 15 different directions to spread the word far and wide. Who should I tell first? Chase? Mr. Leo? Dr. Fitzwallis? It's more than just a video club. It's about Justice! and don't forget joel himself he shouldn't be allowed to go on thinking about thinking that chase still has it out for him and shoshana she's a nice person and a great vidiot but let's face it right now she'd burn chase at the stake if she th- if she thought she could get away with it she needs to know what really happened all the vidiots do i frown it's the weekend none of us will be at school until monday this has to be done right the school can wait but the video club should see this footage It's more than just evidence. It'll be nothing less than a demonstration of the power of the moving image to change hearts and minds. Who better than the president of the video club to make it happen? I take out my phone and compose a text to Chase, Shoshana, and Joel. It says, Urgent. Come to my house at 10 a.m. tomorrow. There's something important you have to see. P.S. I'm not trying to rope you into helping with another YouTube video. After some agonizing soul searching, I send the the same text to Kimberly, but add a line that says, P.S. Chase is going to be there. Okay, I want to see her again. Sue me.